Hi guys, welcome to the Revive Stronger podcast. I'm your host as always, Steve Hall, and I have Lee Peel back on the show. I was just saying how it's been a long time, over a year since we had Lee on the show. Episode 98, 131, and uh, yeah, she's back, and uh, hopefully... You've listened to those episodes. If you haven't, they are quite old. Maybe we have some new listeners. Uh, Lee is an educator, trainer, author. I've been following Lee for, she's one of the people I've been following the longest in the industry. And I have a lot of respect for her and just enjoy having chats with her. So I'm really excited to have her back on the show. Uh, and she was just telling me about her new book. And I just wanted to literally dive straight into that because I know you're excited to launch it soon. And things are already changing and science is ever evolving. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, first, thank you for the um, always great intros. You make me feel so good before I start talking uh, to the people. Um, yeah. So, if the the like you know few people that have been following what I've been doing for the the short amount of time, I I've been working on a, a hardback like full mass media release. And when I say that, I'm I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but also also a little not uh, mass release of of the original book that I wrote, the Fat Loss Troubleshoot which it's turned into a monster, uh, a, a monster of a book. Uh, I, I meant for it to be, you know, maybe 275 in pages, and it's just, it's spun completely out of control. And the launch of it was supposed to be during this time uh, in March during COVID and things like that. So uh, that <laughs> did not go so well. Uh, I, I don't like it myself to like Fast and the Furious or superhero movies that got pulled or anything like that, but uh, James it's, Bond. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not the time, not exactly the time right now. And I think it's for the better because I've, I've kind of gone back to certain sections. There's been some new studies that have been released and just, um, even conversations happening. You know, just things that a matter of even six months of awareness and, and people's thoughts about articulation or communicating, uh, especially in the realm of fat loss, has changed and altered. It's amazing how fast it, it, it grows like that. So I, I really think that it was a blessing. And I'm not exactly the day everything's been pushed back. I'm not exactly sure when the new is going to be. My hope is a, a year from now. But um, we'll see. We'll see how things go. We'll see how things play out. Um, I'm obviously very aware of, of the economy and people's financial means and what's actually important right now, et cetera. You know, I, I, I just can't be turned up about it, but, uh, but at the very least, I, I feel like it's going to make the material even more neurotic and detailed and better, which that just can never be a bad thing. At least, at least not for me. And I think at least our listeners will be aware that fat loss isn't as simple as just calorie deficit. Um, I, I, couldn't it just be a book, just like one page, just calorie <laughs> deficit, no troubleshooting needed. It's easy. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's funny you say that because there's literally a section where I I kind of I've had this faux review experience because I am someone who I buy things and I read things on Amazon and I, I read reviews and stuff like that. And my favorite review like in the world is, you know, it should have been a pamphlet. Um, this is like on Reddit, like whatever. I didn't I just could have summed it up in a matter of like, you know, two pages, like, come on. And, you know, there is truth to that to like some degree in, in, in the grand scheme simplicity of thing. Can everything be reduced to a meme or a Twitter character like statement? Sure, there's there's some truth to that. But what my what I try to do in my book and what what I feel is so important and it's not a secret, 
or anything, but is, is, is I try to get at the mindset and, and a lot of, most of the book is, is really psychology, but I try to get at the mindset of, of how to actually achieve the stuff that's put in a pamphlet, <laughs> how to, how to actually achieve doing that and, and get to that point. Because when you've been in the industry for as long as I have, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not someone that, that lives in a, in a shield. I see all the people who've followed me for all these years I see the people that have been in it the coaches the the players you know I, I've seen everyone and there are people who never achieve what it is they want to achieve ever like during this course of time you know they they never make those gains or they never make those losses they they never get there and that fascinates me right mm. like that that has become my new I want to pick at that um and you know, why does that happen? And why do we have this tendency to kind of bounce from, you know, idealized individual to next idealized individual and, and program hopping and diet hopping and all these types of things. And if it is so simple as the caloric deficit, if it is so simple as energy, which never discounting the science and that, you know, why is this still such a problem? Why is it still such a thing? And that's, where I've put the bulk of my work because the, the first first decade of my work was essentially here. Here are the basics. Well, now the basics are all over the place. The basics are, I see them all the time. I still get amazed when I, when I just, some meme pops up and I, I think, oh my God, I could have written that like 10 years ago. Like, that's amazing. It's there now. That's awesome. But there's still that problem that's not being solved. And there's still that issue of, of consistency and doing it and procrastination and all these things. And so that's, that's where my work has gone a lot now. And it's, it's, it's a big portion of what the book is. Yeah. That's what I think I really like a lot of the people I bring on the podcast and especially with yourself, Lee is you're obviously someone who's very much like evidence-based, which is the science, but also experience with coaching people. And you coach a lot of people, and you help them get through that. And I remember from our last chat, I was just re-listening to it. And you put, we we're talking about kind of refeeds and who might benefit from them. And you kind of talked about kind of psychology and like people who are more upper and people more lower, like sloths versus people yeah. who are very like just active and like moving all around and who might benefit more from that standpoint. It's like, well, that's not something a book can really kind of, it's hard. Not a lot of books explain that. Not that it's not yeah. in this research. You have to discover that yourself. Yeah, there's there's a a lot of a lot of my work has been kind of finding the abstract um, side like adjacent issues, right? Uh, you you can find especially when when you keep reading research over and over and over again, especially in the aspect of fat loss, obesity, uh, or any sort of problem that pops up in in regards to fat loss and, and obesity and, and all of these types of body composition issues, if you will, if you put them under that blanket. You see the same intros over and over again. You see the same um, kind of points of view, the same conclusions. The middle, it's, it's not as if that there's, there's not new contributions. And, and I'm not saying that we don't learn things or we don't get places, but we see the same approach, the same problem, and we see the same conclusion to the same problem. And finding the outside, the outer layer of how we actually approach that issue, especially when it's so heavily psychologically based, which does play a role into the physicality of it. It really takes one, I, I'm not saying that you can't do this completely academically. I'm not saying that you have to be in the trenches for it because I would never say that. I've met some people that are just savants that can talk about the academics and, and 
play only in that field and, and really come to amazing conclusions. But when you work with people as I do and you continue to work with them and you just, it's playing this back and forth game of, of you know, a little here and give and take and, and bargaining and negotiating and manipulating, but not, not in the way it sounds, but it is. And trying to achieve getting them to a point to where they've realized their goal, whatever that may be, and they get to that goal. It's really hard to find the science that supports that, especially when you're trying to integrate, you know, quantitative and qualitative data and mixing it and, and, and making it come together and in, into this beautiful orchestration. And that's what a lot of the book is. And it, it, I mean, it's been terrible. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's been terrible because the places you have to go and the holes that you have to dig in, it's not like I land on the study that's got these great, you know, share scores and, and 900 citations, 2000 citations, all these types of things. It, sometimes it really is finding that beautiful little lost book in the back of like the store and you think how is everybody not reading this and it's in a really important work there's been a lot of that and some might say well aren't you glorifying um you know the small aspect of thing to try to solve the problem and i go no that's that's not the point it's it's not about it's not about trying to, to find and I'm not going to name names, but like, I'm not trying to find the odd Eskimo that doesn't respond to a diet of like normal people, right? Like, um, it's not that. It's not about trying to find an anomaly to help the the whole. It's just about maybe this study will help us kind of articulate and focus on the next area of things in which that we have to go, which ultimately I feel is the calculation of energy expenditure and free living world, which is, you know, it's, it's a complicated thing to do. We're working on it with monitors and things like that, but the free living, the free living response to what we see in a lot of scientific lab study. And that, that is what can be one of the most difficult things to do in bringing that together. And, and I feel like if I can help some of those people in my circle, then I can help more outside of that circle. Um, but, you know, I try to make it very clear that it's not about looking for some sort of odd needle anomaly in a haystack, because that's what a lot of people do. They yeah. try to, oh, here's this odd, really obscure uh, study that focuses on this real anomaly event. Let's extrapolate that and make it the answer to everything. It's not about that. It's just like, well, maybe if we can, we can kind of answer this, this little problem and we found a few studies to articulate that, maybe then it can help us with a bigger hole in a, in a different sense. So it's, it's coming at it from that, that angle. No, I really like that. And I guess is out of interest and I guess it could be both, but is it more targeted towards like a coaching, like towards coaches or more towards people looking to achieve fat loss? It, the book is fat loss. That is the whole book, right? It's everything I could possibly think about in regards to fat loss. <laughs> um, there was a, the, an aspect of it in which I thought about even changing the name to kind of being like, you know, um, it, it, making it more an encyclopedia-based thing. But it is, it is fat loss, and it is for the individual to utilize fat loss, but there certainly are things coaches can take away. But it's for the lay population looking at fat okay. loss. Uh, I even just was revising. There's a section on advanced fat loss and exercise which a, a little bit of that can be tongue in cheek because as someone like you know uh, as you go through and you keep experiencing the process of bulking cutting maintenance and all these types of things more or less it is all the same you know there there isn't really a lot of room for 
quote unquote advanced work. Uh, it's, it doesn't really, it's, it's more about dialing in the consistency and getting better, not jerking the wheel, which is, you know, simple little movements and simple little alterations that in some way that is what becomes advanced and being able to control that and monitor your impulsivity and your patience, you know, those are the things. So, um, it does speak to every population, even uh, an advanced, you know, uh, high-level pro card-carrying bodybuilder. But uh, I would say that the majority of the book talks about the psychology of actually getting there. And if I said that it had a target, it would be those who either want to dial it in closer or have never really gotten there at all. More so than just speaking to an aggressive concept, uh, contest prep crowd or, um, you know, but there's even something to that too, because there's a lot of people I know in contest prep and in with their cards and their work that had a really great run right off the gate, you know, and for whatever reason, it, it was a quote unquote, you know, genetic gift. They just, they knew it, it all clicked because their world, their structure of it, their job, their activity factor, all of those things, they just lined yeah. up, but then they moved into a different phase of their life and it doesn't line up anymore. And they don't understand why they try to go back and they try to repeat the formula, but the report, the formula is not working. And um, it's amazing how advanced you can get uh, even in the aspect of working and manip manipulating your body composition and still not be clueless per se, but not know exactly how you got there. And that's the point is to help people understand how you get there. Awesome. No, that sounds really cool, actually. And I, I think, I don't know, I, as a coach and taking people through the process, it is something that I always say is like, it looks so simple on paper, but every person has their own journey there. Like some people, I just give them a number and they just go and they yeah. don't have to change anything and it's all fine. And other people, I'm scratching my head trying to work out what is going on here? Why are we not seeing what we're hoping to see? Is there any chapters within there that you're particularly proud of? Is there anything in there that you're like, this is just the best? Yeah, it. the thing is, and what I had to watch with it, and what I have to watch with my work in general, is I get excited about things that might not excite other people. <laughs> um, I started that there's a kind of flow or a theme that goes throughout the book that some people <laughs> might be like, what the... What, is, what does this have to do with anything? There's some Miyagi Karate Kitty stuff going on in that regard. Uh, I stumbled upon, well, I wouldn't say it was uh, recent, but a, a long time ago, I stumbled upon the work of, of, of a particular um, researcher and doctor who, who, who's, you know, back from the, the, the 1900s. And um, I kind of developed this this like love relationship with him a little bit, which sound, it might sound like this has nothing to do with fat loss, but he actually, he did a lot of work in, in metabolic research uh, and in, in water retention study and in, in calorimetry work, like really early work in that. And he's not very known. Um, he's not very talked about. He's, he's kind of a hidden gem, I feel, in the research world. And, and I'm not one of those people that, you know, just, oh, it's an old study, so therefore it's a good study, or it's, it's you know, some sort of historical. But there's a historical spin to the book in which that kind of travels over the period of time of me finding out um, kind of what he did and, and, and digging deeper into what that work is and how important that work is really is 
to what we're doing now, especially when it comes to uh, error shooting and and figuring out the problems of calculations. Um, because I feel, and and a big crutch of the book is really about total daily energy expenditure, right? Everything goes back to that. And so much of what we find in the arguments today and why people, I mean, I, I there's literally not a day that goes by I don't see it. You know, someone's on the internet, uh, and they're wrong. And they're arguing about, well, you know, I did this and my total daily energy expenditure is it's not what, what people say it is. And, and I ate this meal and I still gained weight and blah, blah, blah. And there's still these aspects and arguments and factors of, of why we get there. And most of the book is trying to get you to accept and see and understand the complications and the measurements and the variables of total daily energy expenditure and um, the articulation of that. And hopefully, you know, I do a good job. And it does so, some of it does so through the kind of story and tells of this very meticulous, very particular doctor who, you know, is kind of an unsung hero in the field. And so some of the book is highlighting and kind of giving a voice to that and giving a voice to him and the work that he did. And it goes into this whole thing with like, I made him a Wikipedia page and oh, nice. like, it's, yeah, like it's, it's, it's like this whole thing. And um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it, maybe because of that whole, you know, in your life, Vincent van Gogh kind of a uh, span of things, you know, you, you may not have be appreciated but you know post-mortem you know accolades finally one day will come true and maybe there's a bit of all of us that have that legacy issue um, but it also is is kind of parable and 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 has all these tales that that spin into saying you know these are the lessons that we learn and this is how we accept our daily energy expenditure and this is what we do with our daily energy expenditure and the flux of it how much it can alter how we alter it how we can manipulate it and really, it's, it's ultimately about giving back the control and you having the control of that and having the means to really manipulate things how you want. Because so much of our society right now is really torn between, you know, people who pull themselves up by the bootstraps and just they get in there and they do the hard work and they don't fuss and they don't complain. And then, um, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily the right way either. I'm just saying there's, you know, kind of that team. And then there's the team of like, everything is out to get me. I don't understand where I, I sit in this. Um, privilege has skated by me in every aspect of the way. And I feel very victimized. And again, I'm not being negative and saying that about them. It's just how we feel. And I believe that the answers to kind of both of those camps being able to communicate, or at least I hope, is more education and acceptance of what we have control over and what we don't. And I like to try to give power back to people. I think that that's very important, um, making sure that your body comp manipulation is not in the hands of your coach, of anybody. It's not in the hands of a doctor. It's not in the hands of anyone. It is in the hands of you. You may use that for accountability, assistance, planning, strategy, whatever, because I do. And I think you should, by the way, but um, it's still in your control and you're not feeling as if you're an individual who's held hostage by some calculation device, some monitor, some coach, you know, someone that has the answer that is not you. And you always feel as if that you're paying into some sort of system that you just have no control over it's alleviating that which is you know hopefully the obvious tell of the book but it certainly is a subconscious one i think that's a, 
a really important message because it sings true to at least my journey uh, coming like into the fitness industry, actually feeling lost, like I just is a pure example, like following like clean eating, bulk diets, yeah. where I was like, oh, I'm going to gain like clean muscle if I'm not eating any dessert and things like this. And being like, why am I getting fat then? I'm gaining like a lot of weight yeah. here, but it's not good weight. And eventually the ed- essentially it's education and that's yeah. what it sounds like that book's going to provide and a really in-depth education behind like more than just a calculator and that sort of thing and give people kind of like they might put themselves through a calculator and it might it should be a good on paper but then it doesn't work out in practice and i guess you have some ideas to why that might be the case hi guys steve here just wanted to take a moment of your time to remind you of the revive stronger member site inside you'll find a thriving forum a growing exercise library presentations research reviews and courses if you want to get involved sign up by the description yeah yeah and and i'm not you know as we were discussing this it's not like oh you want to find out like get the book you know it's really all about the articulation of trying to get i don't know how many and i know that you can agree with this and i know anyone can listen and can agree with this you can buy a book on a topic you can read an article on a topic you can have a conversation with your friend on the topic you can watch a movie on the topic and you never know when that lightning bolt moment of how someone says something that you're like oh, really? Like that? Oh, no, it clicks. The glass breaks. You're good. You got it now. And there's that peace and calm that falls over you of just complete and total understanding. And that can be on any subject that you're trying to achieve like a different level of expertise. You know, it can be on life. It can be in a relationship. It can be in anything. The goal with the book for me is is to really try and, and hit those articulation points to where it speaks to that person you know, just has that moment with that person. It might be one person. I really hope it's more, but it's, it's to get to that individual that, that makes them go, oh, yeah, oh, I was missing that point. Like, that's what it is. Okay. So I get that now. And it does go, you know, I get these, I get these messages. And because I don't have a tendency to just, oh, well, you know, this is the rate of muscle uh, mass gain percentage wise that we can have. This is the rate of fat uh, loss gain, uh, fat loss that we can achieve over a period of time. Some calculations are, you know, 32 or some are 25. We, we, you know, type it in there. And I think because I don't talk like that, it's not like I don't know those things. And I, and, and I, the book goes into that stuff as well. It does. But I've, ex- <laughs> I've experienced so much free living reaction to those calculations, to the intensity of that. That the guy or girl or the gender binary, well, I don't care, the person, the person that responds the best to that is someone who just responds to stuff like that. Really, they're they're very obsessive. They they dial in, they tinker. They are that person that understands every far deep reach of the internet, and they they don't need my help. You know what I mean? Like that mm. person probably doesn't, I mean, they might need my help in a different way, but at least in the aspect of like assuming their calculations, they don't need my help. But that's not most people. It's not, you know, I, I, I've, I swim in a world of, of, you know, the kind of free living average, if you will, that are still really struggling with just a carbohydrate. 
And so it's not to say that I don't understand the differences of glycogen saturation and, and the, the, you know, the minutes that take place between the two of a, of a starch and of this and, a, and of a sweet potato sugar and, a, and, a, and a, a potato, like just a regular white potato sugar. Like it's like, yeah, no, I mean, I read about it. I, I understand it. But at this point, I just, I don't feel that that is where my energy is best spent. It doesn't mean, however, that we can't play and dial in with those calculations. It's like, I'd like to talk about those calculations and stuff like that with you after we got off the air and just be like, oh yeah, did you see that study about that? And it's like, yeah, it's crap. You know, or yeah, like it, it seems, it seems interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on that. Oh, brown fat. Is it something? Is it not? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it at this point, but yeah, it certainly, you know, runs up the chart with press releases and there's that whole world of things. It's just kind of to take a step back and go advanced is simple, simple is advanced. You know, the calculations are arbitrary. Everything's wrong. Nothing's right. Everything is right. Nothing is wrong. You know, and, and you just got to play with that. And once you kind of accept it, and I, I hate to get all like matrixy, you know, red pill, you know, that kind of thing, but you, you do live in this. I mean, I would, do you feel that you live? in a world in which that it's a matter of do like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you, you, cause I feel that you're a very informed and intellectual individual. I, I see, I see people go, what's the best podcast out there? You know, who do I love or whatever? And, and in an evidence-based community, it's, it's this, this one gets brought up this and stronger by science. Like right now, like oh, that's, that's you know, it's yes, it is. And that's what I see get thrown up all the time. And I feel, do you, would you say that, in a day that you feel comfortable and you sit back and you go, yeah, I mean, it's a matter of if I do it, it's a matter of if I have the energy and the emotional desire or whatnot, but I know what I need to do. Do you feel mm -hmm. that that's true for you? Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that comforting? Just oh, comforting as hell. So right? like, I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't be doing this career. I couldn't be competing if I didn't feel that way because I'd just be right. a a bomb of anxiety. <laughs> it makes you crazy because I remember the time period that I had long ago. <laughs> now I just have to deal with procrastination and like waiting and, you know, stuff like that. But long ago when it's like, I don't understand, I'm eating clean. I'm exercising five times a week. I do this calculation. It's not lining up. I'm still gaining weight. It, those are the kinds of things that make you question, is starvation mode real? You know, like, is this thing like happening? Like, have I landed upon the scientific anomaly that's completely, you know, it's it's one of those type of things where all of a sudden, you know, you, you feel as if that, that you're a chosen person from, <laughs> you know, Jerusalem and all, and, and, and it's all coming together and you've been the one. And it's not, you know, it's not. And being in that world is very scary and it can lead to massive disordered behavior, panic, yeah. anxiety, and all that kind of thing. When you're out of that world and you understand it for the kind of tit for tat it is, it's just like, oh, okay. It's such a relief. It's, it's such a weight off. And I can't tell you how many people that I see, even experts, even loud in your face, like just aggressive experts they still don't get it they still don't get they don't have that you know what's working for them works for them and it may for the rest of their lives work for them you know it may just do that and it may not be a thing and their manner of going about stuff works for them but them telling other people how it works for them 
it does not apply and yeah. it doesn't translate. And, you know, my goal is to know this works for everybody, you know, like in the sense of understanding the energy variables. Now, if you can do it <laughs> and, you know, what systems kind of, you know, met for you, you understanding your variables and understanding that and getting to that point, that's an entirely different thing. But I just really try to go back to like the basic core of the science of it and give people just some comfort, man. Because yeah. I think if anything right now, we certainly need that. Yeah. I am, I mean, just this chat has got me very excited for it. I'd be excited for it anyway, because I can at least vouch for one of my, it was always like my favorite book for quite a while. And um, I, I, I'd say it's up there still in my favorite books. I couldn't say what my favorite book is, but Starvation Mode for a while was definitely my favorite book um, just because of the way it was written. And it did solve a lot of those things for me where I was just like, oh, this is kind of what happens to the metabolism. It adapts downwards, this sort of thing. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm very excited for this to be released because um, even though I feel like I've got a handle on the matrix, I think even as a like reading it, I think it will just at least make me probably a better coach from the sounds of it, like understanding some of those psychology aspects. But that's the hope. And, and also sometimes you just want to know where your clan is too, you know, and, and you just, you know, be it, um, be it clubs or churches or, you know, groups or what have you. Sometimes you, you just want to be surrounded by some sound voices and some people that make you go, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. And it, it, it helps. It helps. It helps with, you know, building and developing your, your self-efficacy and, and your belief and, and your abilities to do things, which, you know, talking about the psychology of things like that, even though there's, I would say that the majority of the book focuses on understanding energy expenditure, which again, anybody can find out anytime, anyplace. Like it's, it's not, it's not a secret. It focuses on understanding energy expenditure, but you know, the, the rest of it is, is really, <laughs> It's really trying to focus on the psychology of and 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 the building blocks of of your self efficacy and the belief that that what you do is what you do mm. and what you what you put in is what you get and that's hard that's really hard that's 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 one of the hardest aspects of of, of all of it um, I believe and and where the the rest the, the next phase of my journey is probably going to continue going um, I, I I imagine that that's going to be a big part of it. Fantastic. Yeah. And actually, this is a nice segue because one of the things I did want to cover, and I, strangely, even though it feels like a topic that should have been covered on the podcast before, I don't think we ever have co covered it. And I think it works in very well with fat loss troubleshooting. And that is essentially like I get a sense of a client isn't losing fat, should be in a deficit, what's kind of going on and kind of linking that to the kind of whoosh effect that we've heard about whether or not it's that but essentially starting off with the question of like someone thinks they're in a deficit they're not in a deficit what i mean how many different avenues could there be yeah oh great question because to me my my role with my clients is to reduce the amount of avenues there can be right um because as you were as as you were saying the two enemies of quote unquote a plateau right if that's what it is, you know, but, but in a sense, it's results are happening or not. So it, it doesn't really matter what the reasoning is, but the, the, the two biggest issues is time, right. And, um, and variables like that's, that's your issues. It's time and variables. So, you know, I have an individual who is not, um, achieving 
their fat loss goals. They're, they're not achieving it at the pace in which that the numbers aren't adding up. You know, we have a kind of an arbitrary, but guessed, you know, a, a good hypothetical about their daily caloric burn. I try to match those things as much as possible. A client does not have to wear a tracker with me, a client, you know, I have a thousand and one ways to get there. But let's say we're in a place of like troubleshooting, you know, your client's wearing a, a daily tracker and it could be a, a myriad of, of those, those trackers and their accuracy are all over the place. You know, they're, they're not remotely correct uh, by any sense of the term, but they do let us know. And, and this is what I always say. They do let us know movement consistency. So one of the things that you can analyze is movement consistency. Has the client altered or changed their movement? It's the first factor. If you don't know that, um, because self-report is incredibly unreliable. It just is. I hate it. But if you're having a problem, one of the first things that I always tell my client is, look, if everything was going smoothly and swimmingly and you were achieving goals that you wanted to achieve in the manner you wanted to, I don't care if you just eyeball everything, you just assume everything, you self-report everything, fine. It's working. The moment it stops working and we run into a problem, that's when you have to tighten up the belt and kind of get back into the basics of things. And I like to start first, especially to not create a neurotic event or occasion, but I like to start first with just at least tracking movement. Because if the movement is the same, that's a variable. The movement, it doesn't have to be high. It doesn't have to be a specific movement per se, but it just has to be the same. You're doing the same movement as much as possible all the time right? And if that individual is, say, for an arbitrary number, hitting 8,000 steps every day, and, uh, you know, they, you can ask them as well, you can be like, okay, really, honestly, to the best of your knowledge, does this feel 8,000 steps every day for the past five days? Does it feel like that that's what you were doing before? Does it feel like that that's what was taking place? And they may not know, or their revisionist history memory is just skewed, and there's nothing you can do. But I do find that a lot of them are like, yeah, no, it, it wasn't, you know, like it, it, it wasn't, I wasn't moving as much as I thought that I was or, or they might go, yes, yeah, no, it, 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 it was even higher. I feel, you know, whatever, fine. Okay. Well then what we have to do is we have to, you know, log other variables. And what I don't like to do is I don't like to like, for example, if we're testing, if fat loss is happening, I don't calorie cycle right? I don't calorie cycle. I don't carb cycle. I don't manipulate macronutrients. Everything becomes the same, right? So it's going to be as much as possible, the same macronutrients, as much as possible, the same caloric intake. And we watch what that caloric intake is matched with that daily step is. And we see, and because what you're trying to do is isolate, like you're in a laboratory as much as possible. You're trying to take away as many variables as possible. If there was an issue of overeating or nibbling or grazing or things like that, and you tighten up and you have a client hit, you know, arbitrarily 10,000 steps a day and, and, you know, 1,800 calories a day, and they do that for a straight week consistently, and they're eating the same foods as much as possible, and nothing is altered and nothing has changed as much as possible in their life, you look at the result from that. I had an instance recently in which that, that we kind of did that and we, it kind of took place. And nothing still really changed very much. And it was one of the first times that that had happened in a really long time, because for the most part, and I don't mean it cockily, but I point say do, it happens. You know, it, it, now emotionally it may not, and that's an entirely different thing, right? But from a physical standpoint, I give you instructions, you follow those instructions, everything's fine. But I was working with someone and they know exactly what they're doing. You know, they're, they're actually a, a trainer. Like they, they know what they're doing. They understand what's taking place. They troubleshoot themselves. Like it's not a thing. 
and you know, we went through and I'm like, is there any, are you, you're not nibbling. You're not, there's not whatever. And it turned out that you know, on the, the lower calorie days, just a lot of cups of coffee kept adding up. And ultimately it was the creamer. And it wasn't just a little bit of creamer, man. It was a lot of creamer. It was like 500 calories, like of creamer, like, you know, over and over again. And it's like, well, yeah, there you go. It's always something, you know, it really is. It's always something, even if that something is, um, an individual has an incredibly efficient body. They have a low heart rate. They have low energy needs. They, they are efficient as a person, which is kind of the goal, you know, but a, a pain if you're wanting to eat the foods. Uh, and, and you, so, you know, it's, it's always an answer. So I wait and I meticulously do things for a period of time. And there's literally only recently, that's the only example I can think of in which that it didn't immediately show a problem solve. And then with that, it was like, okay, I'm going to so hyper analyze your daily life and what you're doing. Like, we're going to see what the problem is because there's always an answer there. So yeah, you know, how to know if it's a whoosh, how to know if it's water retention, how to know if it's, you know, muscle gain. It's why I like to take all these, you know, it's why I like pictures, you know, because the pictures may be showing something in which that the scale is not. Uh, I, I like pictures flat and relaxed and I like pictures flexed and because you know you know what I mean like yeah. it may be like in a in a flat and relaxed relaxed state that uh, the individual looks exactly the same but and granted you know could someone be popping their quad a little harder that day sure but over time consistently you're you're still going to see like trends and patterns it's all about those trends and patterns so you know if the individual doesn't know and, and if there is an issue with that and they're trying to be kind of more relaxed or, or if they're trying to go at it intuitively, quote unquote, and all that kind of stuff, then I tighten the ropes. And then if we don't see the answer from that, you know, I will troubleshoot, like, what are you really doing? What's really happening? What's taking place? I have yet, <laughs> other than the one incident recently, had an issue with a client in which that we didn't solve it within a matter of you know, 10 to 14 days. And what it usually is, generally speaking, is, you know, they've slowed down and the nibbles have gone up, you know, and that's just, that's just what it is. And, and, and people act like, you know, and I see people talk about this, especially coaches and they're like, oh, well, you're doing this. Oh, well, did you, did you do that? And they get, they get so pissy about it. And, it, and it's like, that's a completely normal human reaction yeah. to not eating. And it's absolutely okay. We still have goals. We want to hit things. But I really think that we should remove the shame or judgment from that because <laughs> that's, that's healthy. It's, a, it's actually an incredibly healthy reaction to start grazing your way back up or to slow your body back down. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy and intense focus to try to keep consistent in that regard. And if you have any, any sort of tendency towards, you know, apathy, depression, fatigue, overwhelmness, uh, you know, introversion, or a lot of like, you know, the kind of basically, if you will, downer personality disorders, uh, you're, that's the first place that your body, it's going to try to compensate with lack of movement. And then it's going to uh, continue to kick up the notch with trying to get in just a few more calories you know, while you're making the dinner, a few more test tastes go in than they did a week ago, that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It just, that's just what it is. So that's what we do. We kind of isolate and I make it boring, get boring. You don't know what's going on. Get boring. I probably could have just said that, 
but um, you know, still it, it get boring and get back to the basics and, and don't, but don't feel bad about it. I have to do it all the time still. You know, I, we all get lax. We all get loose. Yeah. We all have to pull back in. Do you ever have it? And I'm really glad you started uh, like away from someone who's already tracking their steps, already tracking their macros. Because I think in my head, I'm like thinking of a person that's already doing that. And maybe the listeners yeah. are, but I think there's a lot of people that aren't there and they haven't tightened yeah. things up. But even when you are doing, I mean, tracking your steps, if you've got a Fitbit on or something, unless you're cheating the system somehow you can't do anything too much with that but even macro tracking there's a, an amount of like are you weighing that are you not weighing yeah. this are you, like yeah. the, the creamer in your coffee so i think that was yeah really well explained have you ever had it where you've got those things in line you're like i can almost guarantee like i'm definitely eating this i'm definitely expending this but the way weight hasn't come and you kind of mentioned the whoosh effect as well if you do you have a time that you leave it before you're like okay photos are indicating is it the photos that indicate that kind of water attention yeah generally speaking the photos indicate but i will say there's like a period of time and this isn't like to spin back to like you know oh my god you're a metabolic adaptation you need to calm down but stress is a factor right um and stress is a factor in like water retention and things like that and generally speaking my rule of thumb is that predictability is also usually a a consistent showing of health and well-being. So um, I, I try to monitor heart rate, uh, stress levels as much as possible. You know, I do mess with a little heart rate variability just a little bit um, in the clients that can. Not every client can. Um, I try to, you know, I monitor sleep and things like that. And I look at all the trends, right? Has sleep moved from 8 to 6.5 to 5.5 to 7, 6.5, things like that. I try to look at those variables and I try to look at those things. And my first question, in an instance like that where I know that the individual is doing everything that they need to do, but there really is just a stubborn maybe water pattern. And I trust the individual is doing what, it, which is, it's hard because like yeah. I said, like even with the the person that that I was working with, you know, everything, but they just... People get cocky. They do. They get cocky. So sometimes in that case, we'll change up what they're eating. So they have to remeasure a new thing to see if that alters stuff, for example. But let's say it's it's all lined up. It's all good. We know that everything's like a factor of that. Um, and also that it doesn't have anything to do with increased metabolic efficiency because as sad as it may be, little hundreds of calories here and there can get nibbled down, you know, as we get more efficient, as we get leaner, as our TEF adjusts from lower volume of food, all of that kind of stuff. But all of those things are good. Then um, the biggest aspect of what I look at is I look at pictures. I look at the variables of what's taking place and their sleep, well-being, water, hydration. You know, has anything like that altered and changed? Are you feeling unwell? Are you feeling ill? Or anything like that an issue? And are there any sort of stress signals, right? Are there stress signals or are there stress signals as a, as a factor coming up? Um, and if any of that is the case, unless there is an aggressive goal that's trying to be hit, right? An aggressive timed goal that's trying to be hit that's break time for me. Uh, that's okay. generally that. That's generally speaking when, um, and because I don't like to wait for break time when someone is just you know they sent me an email and they're like I'm so pissed and I'm so unhappy and I can't sleep and everything's terrible and they want to eat their hand and it's just whatever. I usually don't wait for that for break time. What I usually look for is those inconsistencies of, of the weight and the water drops and the pitchers. Like, because you can see some water retention sometimes in pitchers too. Is it water? Is it fat? It's hard to tell. I know. But 
generally speaking, you can kind of tell uh, like a little bit of differences that are taking place. So that's when it's break time for me. And what I'll generally do is, you know, we'll have a controlled maintenance, uh, depending on the length of time in which that we've gone. Maybe it's 10 days, maybe it's 14, you know, maybe it's a longer period of time uh, we work on. And, and I do find, and again, this is anecdotal, but I do find that about five to seven days into it, the person feels so much like, like, like just dramatically better than what they were feeling. And there was a lot more low grade metabolic and emotional stress than they kind of realized that maybe was happening and taking place. Right. I'm not saying that that's always the answer, but generally speaking, I find that the trends should be predictable and that they should be very consistent and easy to read. And the moment that they start to skew, first you analyze the individual. And if the individual is doing very well, then you analyze their health and like their kind of general overall things. And if there seems something askew there uh, and it's consistently keeping, it's not just a couple days, it's in the trend, right? Like you're noticing it in the trend. Then that's when I usually find that it's break time because more than likely that water, it's, it's a water retention based stress or, you know, that kind of thing and a good break or whatnot, they'll come out of it. And then the next cycle of, of, you know, round of decrease of a, of a deficit that they go into works beautifully they trend down usually pretty fast uh, and get right back to like new lows relatively quickly, you know? So that's what I'll do in that, in that particular situation. If I feel really confident that the individual is really not skimping, they're, they're doing what it is that they need to do. Hey, Pascal here. I just quickly wanted to remind you of our online coaching service. At Revive Stronger, we put a huge emphasis on the personal aspect of our coaching. And if you want to take your physique and knowledge to the next level, hit the link in the description below. I really like that. I think you actually, I didn't really set it up for it to be broken down so nicely, but it was broken down really nicely uh, as a way for people to navigate their situation. I guess people are getting insights into fat loss troubleshooting uh, right yeah. with that, that sort of question. I, I thought yeah. that was fascinating. Yeah, it's all in there, you know, and it's, and it's, it's all in, it's all in what I've been saying, you know, for, for years. And it's, it's, it's all of what other people have been saying for years too. It's, it's, it's not just me, but um, yeah, it, it's really so much of it. It's like, and it kind of goes back to, it's just not jerking the wheel, man. You know, it's just, it's just understanding what's taking place, trying not to have an emotional, which this is a really hard thing to not have emotional responses to as a trainer uh, or a coach in the situation your client is emotional and they're you know, upset about their pace of results or what it is they need to do. Um, they're also hungry. <laughs> and so from a coaching or training standpoint, it just is an emotional situation from a client aspect or from just the general lay user, just just listening to this, you know, you assume you know what's going on, but it's not lining up the way that you want it to. You've got emotional games, you've got re revisionist memories, you've got um, inpatient psychology, you've got so many things that are going on and interplaying with that, not to mention just the variables of, of, of daily energy expenditure, that it's really easy to feel like a neurotic mess and fast. You know, so the it's kind of one of those things where you, you got to get in the, the laid back, just really like... I'm going to be calm about this. I'm going to be every kind of uh, badass superhero, uh, vigilante, whatever you want to name it. Just, I'm just having a completely calm response to this. I'm going to go methodically through the things that I need to do and everything's going to be okay. Easier said than done, I know. But uh, that's generally speaking, at the end of the day, what I get paid for is to be 
that voice on the other end of things. And it's, it's taken years to get there. It's taken years with myself and with the research and the work to be comfortable in it. But that's, that's what it is. And that's what you do for yourself. You know, you have your moments. We all have our moments. Even I have my moments, but the rational voice comes back in and it, and it takes over and you realize that, that the worry voice is generally speaking more than not wrong and panic and anxiety and a lack of self-trust. And you've got to get back to the basics, no matter how, how bad you want to feel for yourself and no matter how much you feel you're owed something. It's energy. You're not owed energy. You know, you're not owed it. It's not owed it to you. You may feel like it's owed and it certainly may feel like a comfort, but we're not owed energy. We're owed what we expend. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes back to. So making your peace with that is, is in my opinion, advanced fat loss, you yeah. know, like that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I think uh, the phrasing I always use in these sort of scenarios is kind of that experience cures that anxiety. Like you've been yeah. there, you've done that. You kind of, now when it happens again, you know what to expect a little bit more. And quite often in those scenarios, at least I actually found that if the person has done their job for that week and I'm pretty sure they have, and they say they have, I'm like, okay, well, don't worry. Next week, I, I'm not going to say I'm like a magician or anything, or I know exactly what's going to happen, but we're probably going to see a drop. And then yeah. nine times out of 10, they do. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, and then that's where, like you said, the the refeeding and things like that can come in. Yeah. And and let me throw in an extra too, that, that there's also... Um, because someone might be like, well, I'm, I'm, all that's taking place. And it's like, there are also the variables of digestion and sodium and electrolyte balance as well. That's a fun, entirely different fluid game to play. So it's really knowing your games. And because I, I have this one client, um, he bounces, my God, he bounces. He, he has some of the biggest bounces that um, I've ever had in a client. But homeboy really loves his ramen noodles. <laughs> like he really loves his ramen noodles. And you know, we've, I, it, it's taken about, I, I would say eight months of analyzing his ramen noodle intake, if you will, <laughs> and seeing like, so he has, he has kind of a ramen noodle weight trend, right? That, that like focuses on, you know, days when he's really packed that in in a row and it trends downward. And then he has like kind of a different trend based upon like not doing that, like a vacation trend. And that's the thing is like, you have to learn to see the big picture and kind of take them all in. And, and from that, you can kind of calculate. Because if you were just going off of your, your kind of basic advice for this kid, it, it would, you might not know what's going to take place. And, and it might feel a little crazy and out there and out of control. But you know, we, we got it dialed in. We understand what he's doing. And he knows if he needs to do something where he looks a lot leaner and his definition is more... He's not going to have ramen noodles for a couple of days, you know, like it's it, because he really packs it away when he packs it away. And it's, it's one of the most sodium laden things I've ever seen in my entire life. But, you know, he's happy and he's, he's getting through, you know, cuts just fine. It's just, that's just, that's his thing, you know, that's his thing. And, and so it's, it, like I said, it's, it's always something, you know, it's always something, but just sitting back and kind of relaxing and watching each trend and each variable that you do is, is usually what solves it. And as you said, the, the education quells anxiety you know yeah. it, 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 most of the time it's 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 just our it's our comfy blanket yeah and it makes everything better i was just thinking of uh pickled food is often like pickled vegetables yeah. are often a oh, good God. one yes. it tastes great yes. low calorie <laughs> so much sodium <laughs> oh man what i have done to my trends with salsa 
and um, I have a Salsa's weird affection great. for for pepperoncinis. Um, I don't know why. I just like to. I can pound like a whole jar of them, and it's it is an insane amount of sodium. And it's not even just. It's like preservative sodium, you know. Like it's, it's that really good stuff. And I'll blow up like a balloon, like a couple, you know, the next for a few days. And and I know it, you know. I understand that now, and and I just I take it into account to my trends and you you learn what it is that you do and you just you take that kind of stuff into account it's when an individual and you're probably so far removed from this and you're well, I, you know I don't want to assume but I, I assume because of your physique and things like that you're, you're probably removed from it but I, I literally I still get the individual who eats weighs themselves in the middle of the day and they're right. like oh my god yeah. like what happened and i'm like oh we're here again oh okay god we're here again don't forget that that's the majority you know don't so <laughs> i spend a lot of my time having conversations with colleagues about you know bat or you know the the you know the mitochondrial efficiency and 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 the levels of whatever but my day to day <laughs> what i'm dealing with is you know no karen no you can't you can't weigh yourself after you've eaten at like six o'clock at night and freak out. No, you can't do that, sweetie. That's no, I'm not being condescending, Karen. I just like, we have to, okay, we're going to have to go there. You know? So uh, the book is essentially too, so that I can be like, first that yeah, you're going to do that first. And, and which they do and they, they don't listen. They still don't listen. It's all for not really. I'm just deluding myself to think I'm going to make any sort of changes, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we try. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating when it's people want. There's always going to be the people that want the quick fix, the easy answer, oh, yeah. and they're not going to want to read a big comprehensive book, despite how that's going to solve a load of problems down the line. It's yeah, unfortunate. It really will, and it's why I'm putting it on audiobook, and it's why I'm putting it in, like I'm putting it in as many sources as I can. But it's still not, it's still not going to do anything, and that psychology amazes me and I don't, I don't really know what to do with it, but, um, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be my little side, side project for, for many years. Like why, why can't I just get her to listen, him to listen? Like, why, why can't they? Cause it's not even a matter of, cause there's the procrastination ones, which I get, those are my people. So I understand that I, I do, but then there's just the, it's just not going in, man. It's not, they're not registering it. I don't understand why they're not. They, they've read everything. They just, and they're still, huh? And mm. I don't know what to do with that, Steve, but, but I, uh, it's, it's a goal. I, I will get them one day, you know, probably when I'm like 89 and <laughs> I won't have any sort of understanding of it. It'll, it'll come together, but one day. I think it's yeah i wonder if it's sometimes you read something and you've maybe read it 50 other ways before and this yeah. way it just clicked and you've just yeah. finally got it and you're like ah or i don't know sometimes i think people need to see someone they see someone in themselves and they're like oh exactly like they're me and so what they're saying okay now i i actually believe them whereas maybe previously they're just like eh, i don't know yeah really coming to terms with the whole relation and identification of this job has probably been one of the hardest matrix pills I've ever had to swallow because there's just something to the fact that you're an anomaly in that 
Um, I look nothing, I look nothing like you. I couldn't be further from you, right? Like in a, in a, in the spectrum of sense, but you're one of those individuals that you can read the works of many different types of people and you don't necessarily need to see yourself in them in order to take their information, right? To like, to extract that information from an individual. It just doesn't matter to you. The information is king to you. That's rare. (laughs) It's very rare. Um, Generally speaking, we want to relate and we want to see things. And it, and it, it took me a really long time in my career to understand that for the most part, guys that look like you are just not going to care what I have to say. And it's the guy that takes the work that I do and says it that looks like you that's going to matter more. And I don't say that with a chip on my shoulder. I say it is, I think it's really just important to understand Uh, that we all have a voice and we all have a place and no one's going to say it like I say it and no one's going to look like me and no one's going to look like you, you know, like you're the way you say it. And I think that it really says something to the people that are out there that think, what do I have to add to this? How can I help? You know, how can I contribute to this? And it's like, you don't even know, trust me. Like you saying something that I say can change the whole game. And that's a beautiful and frustrating sometimes thing, but it's a beautiful thing that that we have to embrace. And part of the reason that um, I had a renewed sense of desire to want to contribute because I just realized, you know what, I'm my voice, you're your voice, and and it's going to take all that. So so yeah, I I really hope that this adds to the field of work and help of things in, in a different way. I really, I really do. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the impact it doesn't make and it does. So um, I'm curious what that's going to be. So we'll see. Yeah, I see it. I see it so often and you hear it all the time. Like this person doesn't look like they lift. Therefore, this is like a big yeah. one. I always will hear this. this they, I mean, why should I listen to them? They don't look like they lift. It's like it's a, and a typical guy is not listening to females it happens all the time or it happens th- yeah. vice versa so it's frustrating i think we have a f- fairly good audience who will hopefully take this in and listen to it very well um but i think actually doing a book um having the audiobook i think that will also help it because that kind of defaces it doesn't it i read it for them <laughs> like i read it for them so it's it's hopefully that takes that takes an aspect out of it for it it really does and and it i which matters it matters you know i i have i have one client god bless him he will not read a book man he's like well is it on audiobook <laughs> and i'm like no it's not it's a really good book though you should well, i don't care it's not an audiobook so you know it it's just some people are not going they're not readers they're not going to take the time to read it and i also have a, a course that i'm launching with it too so now that's not going to be obviously available through amazon but I'm trying to provide as many avenues as possible to you understanding and getting taught the information and having access to it. And I'm also trying to keep the price point really reasonable because there are other things I can jack up. Like my coaching. I mean, my coaching is not the cheapest thing in the world, but you know, this information, I'm, I'm trying to really keep it a very reasonable price point for people and hopefully it can help as many as it can help. And I just, I, I think it matters. And uh, I think that it's, it's information that needs to be out there so that in a weird way, it's not like we won't, it's not like there still won't be keto and there still won't be all these things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there will always be something and there will always Mm. be phases of something. But my hope is that it'll open up an even larger space to where someone even more popular than me 
is it will take some aspect of something and then someone more popular than will take even more aspect and a new norm will be born on a different level, which has happened. You know, it's, it, it's happened just since I've been in an industry uh, and watching that happen is, is amazing. So it'll get out there and it'll be even more masses of information to kind of combat against that aspect of the field and so then hopefully what we can do is we can start working on the other things collectively and more aggressively and instead of all of us being spending our time trying to isolate this issue that really has already been solved in a sense you know like it hasn't hasn't but it has we can take our time and focus on a lot of the issues that really are wide open that are gaping Mm -hmm. holes that don't have a lot of contribution to it and and that could use our resources and our experiences and our anecdotes and help to kind of push it to a next level. So I, you know, that's the dream, isn't it? Like it's to, to progress science and I may not be a PhD, but I would love to be a part even in a smallest way to like progress that science. I think it, for me, at least it comes back to, it's great being a PhD. I think it's like, I, I think it's a fantastic thing to have, but I think there's only so much you can do, like coach PhD like sure. if you, oh, can yeah. you have them all yeah. can you put that much time and effort into everything I think it's difficult to so I think it's like the the big contribution of this book is the fact that you are also a coach so that is going to set it apart and I think that's actually probably what's going to help a lot of people more than maybe all the the science and that is within it maybe I hope so I hope so and and I and I hope that you know I I do lift believe it or not <laughs> someone actually said you know things get back to you they get back to you I was at a conference and I won't I won't I won't name names but I was at a conference and um I don't look necessarily like your typical like bodybuilder and I also I don't show my body a lot like you barely find a picture of me in a t-shirt let alone like in a in like a sports bra or whatever and I don't judge that it's just who I am that's all and you know, it, it kind of got back through like channels because someone didn't know I talked to somebody type of thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah. They said, uh, they liked to talk, but you need to pick up a weight. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I do lifts, you know, just, just because I'm not flexing my tries on my Instagram doesn't mean I don't like to stay in shape and healthy and lift. But the, the positive to that is that I, there is an aspect of me and and my overly kind of genetically fat face. It's not my fault. I can't help it. I've really tried all these years. There is a part of me that's relatable. You know, like there's an, I mean, there's a part of me that's not relatable at all too. And I totally understand that. But there's a part of me that's relatable. And, and as much as, as much as I may not attract like a certain type of, of pedestaling, I, a lot of my clients come to me because one of the biggest things they say is, well, I feel like I feel safe with you. I feel like, yeah, like you're not going to judge me. You know, like I feel like I can trust you. And I, you know, I, I'm very private. They know I'm like, they know I'm private. So I'm going to be private with them. And, and I, I think that we, we all have our roles to play. It, we all, we all do the PhDs and the crazy, just intense chew on a strap strength power lifters. And, you know, our, 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 striation walking around 24 7 their entire year you know bodybuilders and you know, we we all have our roles to play and i and i think that we all as you know you were saying you just you contribute to the noise the best way that you can that's the goal to try to contribute yeah. to the noise the best way you can and i think i think we kind of mentioned it before where you have those people that are 
I don't know, they're looking for the answer and they're jumping between coaches or something. And I mean, I'm hoping they eventually settle with someone because they may be talking the same thing as someone else, but they just, it's just someone they can relate to and they feel like they can actually be honest and trust and develop that relationship. And I think that's what I think is really great. But how you talk is you come back to the psychology of it because we aren't dealing with robots that would make no. it too easy. <laughs> no, and we're not, we're also, and, and speaking back to the studies, there's a, a big, you know, a big point that I make about it, but we're, you know, not everything is is in a capsule. It's not all in the lab, you know, yeah. and, and to to play devil advocate to a lot of, because obviously I, you heard me, I was like, did you measure? Did you measure? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you, obviously I take into account the variables. And in the lab, that's what, you know, we do, you know, you, you, you take and, and, you measure the breath, you measure the food, you give it to the, the, that's not free living. You know, it's not, it's not free living society. It's so when people can argue things about say a diet that I don't even agree with, right? Like I that couldn't disagree more with the diet or the philosophy of it. It's incredibly macronutrient restrictive. It, it gives the complete wrong information and data about the, the health of, of, of the people that use it, all of it. Right. But if it works in free living, I do take that note. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do take that note. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to get on board with it, and I'm not saying that I'm going to browse <laughs> some really scary Facebook groups and be like, yeah, that's the model, right? Like, I'm not going to do that, but I do take the notes. And I, I think everything in this industry is a teaching point. It is a learning lesson. And I, and I think if you just have the blinders on and you turn a, a blind eye and you go, well, that's not science. That's, that's, look at what they're doing. That's ridiculous. Like this is, how can you, how can all these people line up for them? It's like, cause it's working. Cause it's working. It's working for them. That's why they don't care. You know, they don't care why it's working. It's working. They've got a community and it's working. So you can be mad about it <laughs> or you can take a lesson from it and try to figure out how to apply some of that education to what you're doing because I get just as frustrated with the fact that someone comes to me after doing cleanse after cleanse and you know just the the most horrific systems that they could possibly imagine and they're upset with the pound you know a week loss of actual fat not water games and having to explain that to them but it is such my job to have to explain it to them if I want them to be which is the ultimate goal, healthy individual that achieves yeah. their body composition goals, whatever they shall be, you know, uh, whatever that looks like to them, which it could be looking like someone like me. It could be looking like someone who's 50 pounds heavier than me. It, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care that I'm not the one to judge that. It's just about them having the control over it and being able to do that. But I think that we cannot, we can't turn a blind eye to the fact that there is a free living that exists in the world. There are people we may not want. It, it's that whole left, right, middle extreme. You don't want to acknowledge those people. You don't want to acknowledge what they want on either side of things of the world. And it's like, yeah, they exist and they need answers and they need help and education. You just acting like they don't exist, not going to solve the problem. So I, I, I try I try to really look at everything that's going on, which I, I believe is what, a, what truly makes one open-minded. 
you know, yeah. it, it truly tries to intake all of the science of it, not just not just the science that fits my narrative, because that's yeah. that thing called cherry picking, and we should probably not do that as much as possible. No, it's very well said. the The idea of le- you can learn something from everyone. If anyone yeah. who's successful, they've somehow got successful somehow. So there's got to be, I mean, something. Even if they got successful through a lot of things, despite what they did, yeah, but horrible still things. Something. Like even even things that you're like, that's not my model. And it's like, no, I'm not saying that that has to be your model. But look at it. You know, look at it. Look at look at what happened and. It also, maybe it's a self-defense mechanism because I just get horrified <laughs> by things and I have to rationalize them somehow sometimes. But, you know, look at it. It, it's, it is successful for a reason. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, what is there to take away? What is there to learn from it? And I, I, think, I think you have to do that. I think you just have to observe. I believe a lot in observational research, like tons of it, because... Ultimately, I mean, that is kind of what all research is, really. But, um, but I, I believe a lot of that and, and just kind of seeing, seeing what all, we all do in the wild, you know, and like seeing what, what we do. And, and it, it, it teaches us a lot more than I think we give credit to. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot more to take away from that than, than, than that, especially the, the academia community kind of give, gives credit to sometimes. Yeah. You know, not all, but, mm. but, but some. Yeah, I think maybe the pendulum swang a little bit too far and we're yeah. trying to pull it back a little bit, um, the yeah. middle ground. So, no, Lee, I want to say a massive thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been a really, really good chat. It went very quickly. Um, I always enjoy chatting to you, Lee. And I just want to make sure that if people want to, I know, I know you've got some fantastic articles, you've got some books available still, um, and this book obviously hopefully people can like sign up to a, an email list and they can kind of be yes. notified when it comes out because yeah i think a lot of people will be excited for that but where should they head yeah if you there is an email list um that you can sign up on uh and a, a wait list if you will uh to be notified which i know people hate those but i'm really not a spammer so uh and there isn't a list and i do reward people that have been around uh, so if you've been following me for a while if you've bought previous books or whatever i always give some sort of discount or thank you or whatever so uh, you can go to leepo.com that's where everything is uh, i'm not really being prolific right now because there's a lot of behind the scenes work so i i admit that um, so you're not going to see me posting a lot on Instagram or Facebook or stuff like that. But if you want to be notified of my happenings, if you go to leepo.com and sign up on the email list, it's really one of the best ways to, when I am out there doing a bunch of stuff, which is coming, uh, you'll be notified. I, I think I literally signed up maybe yesterday to it because I saw, I, I, I wasn't signed up, but I saw that you also said to be notified when your podcast yes. potentially comes back out. And I yes. I, I, I love just I think you have a very good podcast voice and speak very well obviously I have you on the podcast so um, I was like I've got to sign up for that so I'm yeah I'll be getting those notifications and hopefully everyone else will now yeah I I I will not I I hope to not disappoint Uh, I'm really (laughs) excited about the podcast because I've been wanting to do one for a long time and and you know how it goes if you don't have a format that's easy to stick to then you have you know I mean it's all about the format isn't it and um yeah so I got the format in place that's what really needed to happen um and so I'm I'm excited about that but thank you as always for giving me a, a platform to to speak to people I never I never take it for granted of course. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you soon.
So I'm Steve Hall, founder of Revive Stronger and a coach of Revive Stronger. My name is Pascal Flor. I'm the co-owner of Revive Stronger and also a coach, of course. Revive Stronger has probably been going solidly for three years, probably roughly about three years. Revive Stronger to me, it is becoming kind of my child, my foster child. It's the gathering and getting together of like-minded people. We've been expanding the coaching team, which is helping us help more people, uh, but each coach can only help a certain number of people. Right now, it's all over the place. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, but there isn't that community aspect behind that. And so the next step for us is developing a membership site. So basically we want to create a family and a community that is then benefiting from another. A really cool community for people within our little niche is gonna be a website. They will get early access to our podcast. You can access us, ask us questions, the community aspect. We have a forum there, you can ask questions, but also you can, you can lock your journey. There's also gonna be courses on there, courses, presentations on different topics. Discount of past seminar footage. We will log our journey as well. We'll start vlogging. We're gonna have documentaries, our entire athletic journey. Furthermore, they get access to an exercise video library. The exercises that we love for hypertrophy and maximizing hypertrophy, we're gonna go through those in depth, telling you how to execute them. We kept them concise and also mobile friendly so that you can watch them in between your sets. I'm super excited to grow this community. The amount of value that we're gonna be delivering is huge. And I'd love you to be part of it. You will get so much out of that. I'll see you inside.